In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, In our reading for this evening, the second chapter of Ruth, we return, we return with Ruth and with Naomi, or we return with Naomi and Ruth is with us. We return to the little town of Bethlehem, but the little town of Bethlehem over 1,000 years before the birth of Christ. We are here in the little town of Bethlehem. And I, you know, I really want you guys to like me. Uh, And so this chapter that I picked out tonight, this chapter is all about what most of you talk about constantly all the time. And that is the ins and outs and the details of farming. That is what this chapter is all about. And we are here in Beth. So this one is this this one is really for the farmers because Bethlehem is it starts out and it remains mostly a farming community. Its name is the house of Bethlehem means the house of bread, which is like calling it the home of the pork chop on the stick. Right. It's naming it after its main agricultural produce. Okay, but but here. Tonight, in this little town of Bethlehem, a revolution is happening in the farming community of Bethlehem tonight. This revolution that we are witnessing tonight in our reading, this revolution will put the rightful king on the throne of God's people. This revolution will put another stone in the path down which the Messiah will walk when he comes to his people. This revolution will be a piece and a part of God's great plan to save the world. And I want to show you tonight, I want to show you tonight how this revolution works, how it is rolled out and how it is playing out in this chapter tonight. And I want you to see this, I want you to see how this works so that you can Feel that you are also participating in this revolution. That you, are, that you have a piece and a part of what God is doing here. If you want to build a better world, it starts here. A thousand years before the birth of Christ in the little town of Bethlehem. Now we remember from last week. Ruth had made this great declaration to Naomi, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And may God do so more to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. But now we are home. Now we are in the little village. And now, you know, talk is cheap. Now we have to, what are you going to do? You've promised undying loyalty to your mother-in-law. What are you going to do about it? So she gets a job. That's the first step. An ordinary kind of she works. She gets she gets in at the bottom of the the bottom of the heap in the harvesting process. She goes out. She goes out to went and she gleaned in the field after the reapers. go. So behind them. So behind the combine, so to speak. Okay. And while she's out there in the field, this man, Boaz, who, uh, who, is, who is introduced to us as a very decent guy. The first thing he says is, the Lord be with you, to which you all wanted to say, there, okay. or and with your spirit, if we're doing it TLH, but that's okay. Uh, and, she, and so he comes and he, he's, he wants to know 
who this woman is. And they tell her, well, she's the, she's the foreigner who came back with, with Naomi. And the Boaz, so he goes up to her and he tells her, now don't, I don't want you to go into any other field because bad things happen with the boys in other fields. But in my field, we are, we, we do not have me too moments in my field. So I want you to stay here and under my protection and you stay in my field and, and Naomi, or uh, Ruth is kind of blown away by this. She says, well, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this for me? I'm just a foreigner. You don't know who I am. And he says, no, I do. I have heard what you have done. I have heard how you sacrificed it all, how you gave up everything you had to be loyal to my relative Naomi. I've heard how you came back here, how you, how you left your own family, and how you have joined yourself to our family. And I see that, and I see what you are doing, and I see more in you than just an ordinary you know, working gal. And I want, I'm hoping that God and I'm praying that God will bless you for what you have done, for your tremendous sacrifice that no one else probably notices or knows about. I see it. I know it. Okay. Then we come to, we come to actually another controversial point here because we come to a meal. And it doesn't say in the Bible what you're supposed to call this, whether this is dinner or supper or lunch. So I cannot answer that question for you. But it seems to be the main meal of the day. And at this meal, Boaz says to Ruth, he says to her, he says, I want you to, you don't have to sit in the back like that. You can come and sit up at the table and look here. I, I am the owner of the field and I myself, I'm the owner of the farm. I am handing you food. So she is getting a promotion right here and right now. And then he says to her, and then he says to her, uh, he says to his, his workers, he says, now I want you to let her move up. Let her move up into, into the harvest a little further where she can get more, where her time will gain her more. And then so Ruth then brings home the bacon to Naomi. She brings home everything that she, all, all of her produce. And by the way, of course, at the meal that they had, there was leftovers. So it's kind of like, yeah, here and also here, take this jello salad home with you. And so Ruth, when she gets home, she has the money she's earned. She has had the extra food. So here's, and, and Naomi wants to know, who is this? How did this happen? How are you coming home like this? And Ruth tells her, says this, this guy Boaz. And then uh, Naomi says, Blessed may he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living and the dead. We'll come back to that. She says to, then she says, this man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Now, in this culture, in this society, you, it was a matter of life and death to keep your property within your family. And it was such a matter of life and death that they had members of the family whose job it was to make sure that the family farm stayed in the family. So these guys were called redeemers, and their job was to pay debts of people who lost their land because of bad, 
business, or to buy back family property that got lost in a bad deal. They, their, job, their job and their purpose, or to buy their relatives out of debtor's prison, their job was to keep the farm in the family. And they had authority to do this. So this is, so Naomi hears this. Oh, this is Boaz. This is one of these guys. Because what has happened? Her husband and her sons have died. So that means that all of the property that her husband owned is kind of in limbo. It's like there's no, there's no one to claim it. So she's thinking, oh, maybe we can, this is good. This guy, maybe he can help us out. And maybe we can keep what our, my husband lost. Maybe when he died, maybe we can keep this in our family. So the chapter ends with Ruth just working, working in the harvest, working through the barley harvest, working through the wheat harvest. Now, if you were awake on Sunday, you might have thought it was cute when I talked, when I said, we're all masks of God. You might have thought that I was making that up or trying to be silly or something like that. But look at what happens here. Because in the whole book of Ruth, God never does anything directly. God doesn't appear. God doesn't, God doesn't act. God doesn't speak. The only things that are ever said to be done that God does are things that people hear about indirectly. And everything God does, actually, in the story of Ruth, and you can count this up verse by verse, everything he actually does, actually, some human being is doing it. Either Boaz is doing it, or Ruth is doing it, or they're doing it together. They're cooperating together. It says, back in chapter 1, it says, Naomi heard that God had provided food for his people. But what actually happens? Who actually is doing the providing of food? It's Boaz and Ruth providing food for their families and for their workers and for their community. And in verse 20, in verse 20, uh, Naomi, we hear tonight, she says, May he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. So that's another thing that God is said to do in the story tonight. He doesn't forsake the living and the dead. But actually, who actually is the one who is honoring the living and the dead? It is Ruth. And it is Boaz. They are the ones who are caring for the living, and in the next move, they will be honoring the legacy of the dead. And finally, uh, in verse 12, Boaz talks to, when he's talking to Ruth, he says to her, he says, The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given, be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That's foreshadowing. That is direct foreshadowing of what will happen in two weeks. Because Ruth will ask Boaz to spread his wings over her. Every, and also that's foreshadowing, by the way, of our last song for the night. So see if you can, hit, you can catch that. Everything that God does in the book of Ruth is actually done by human beings, by Ruth and Boaz. 
Everything God does in the story is actually something people do. And this should be an encouragement to us because I did not just make this up when I said, in our lives, God works through us. That is exactly what is happening here in this story of Ruth. Everything God does in our story, he is doing through Christ and through his church. That is how he works in the world. And he is working through us. And this is not, this is, this is literally what happens in this story. So this revolution that I was talking about, do you see it? Can you like feel it coming? Hmm? There are no statues toppled in the making of this revolution. There are no protests. There is no propaganda. The revolution will not be televised. It's like it says in the hymn, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. This book of Ruth is about a quiet revolution. A revolution in which, a revolution in which the powers of darkness and evil are toppled and brought down, the, that the true king is put on his throne, the path is paved for the Messiah and the Savior to come into this world, and it all happens just by everyone living and laboring and suffering and trusting and hoping and loving within their vocation, as we say, through faith toward God and fervent love toward one another. And this is how God's will is done on earth in the book of Ruth. This is how God's will is done on earth in little towns and farming communities like Bethlehem. The will of God is done here on earth and don't this this is the book ends with the true king coming. This is how we prepare the way for the true king David at the end of the book who is the forerunner of the true Messiah. Ruth and Boaz in this incredibly interesting farming detail are working step by step in faith toward God and in love toward one another and their community to bring about God's chosen king, David. And David will bring Christ and Christ will redeem the lives of Ruth and Boaz and make them shine for what they are supposed to be. And all of their good works and all of their good deeds done in faith and love will be displayed for the jewels that they are. And so Christ also comes through in this town of Bethlehem to redeem our lives too. And I want you to, I mean, I I'm, I'm promise I am not trying to be cute here. I'm telling, I want you to think. I want us to think. I want us to get in the habit of thinking and understanding of our ordinary redeemed lives as part of this revolution. We are waiting for and we are hastening and we are calling for and we are praying for the only thing that will actually change the world, which is the coming of Jesus. And when he comes, he will bring to completion. He will bring to completion what he has already given us in the forgiveness of our sins. 
and he will uncover and he will display all of the and all of the riches and the treasures that are hidden in our ordinary faith and love. And he will display, just like they are being displayed here in the book of Ruth for our eyes, he will display how in our little interactions with each other, in our little bits of faith confessed and love shown, we were part of this, we're, we're not in some backwater. We're not in some insignificant part of the world. We were on the forefront and the vanguard and the cutting edge of what God is actually doing in the world. And that is to bring his son into the world. The son who came into the world at Christmas to redeem us and to make our lives holy and whole through the forgiveness of our sins. And the son who will come again to uncover and display and treasure and boast in what he has done through us day in and day out. In Jesus' name, amen.